hopefully try and yeah, you can put it there. Thank you. Uh, to hopefully try and be more aware of our speech, of the way we look at things, the way we look at people, the way we look at ourselves. It's one of the hardest things for a person to do many times, and that is the ability to to see the good. As the Medrash says, Man boy chai, man boy chai, is that one of the, um, I think it was one of the uh, Tanoim, was, was walking around saying, who wants life and who wants life? And their Medayik, why it says, who wants life twice? Who wants life? Who wants life? Because one of the Pshatim is, is that who wants life in this world? Because speaking Lashon Hara and seeing the good is not just something that affects a person in the next world and affects his neshama and affects Olam Haba, but it affects how you live in this world. That Mam who wants life, Mi Aisha Chavetz Chaim, doesn't just mean a spiritual life. It means who wants life in this world that you can actually have a great life. You actually enjoy your life and have a, an amazing life. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. So our avoda, our avoda, especially in the morning when a person starts off his day, that it's sort of like a tefillah. It's a, it's a prayer to Hashem. Thank you so much, Menachem. It's a prayer to Hashem. Who's ever, this works? Thank you. The, it's a prayer to Hashem that we want our day to be a day where we are seeing the good, where we're finding the good. And I want to be very, very... Uh, uh, clear again as we speak about this every day. It's very normal not to see the good. It's very okay not to see the good and to be negative and to be with somebody who's not like you or to see someone who's not like you or to be in a situation or to feel not good about yourself, to see the negative. That's a very, that's a very normal thing. The avoda, what we want to try and do is we want to try and see the good. To try and find the good. And when a person does that, that is his path to seeing the good. Because eventually he will. As the Chedush Yerim spent 16 years, 16 years working on seeing the good in other people. And that's the work of the Chedush Yerim, right? You're talking about hundreds of years ago, right? Him working hard to see the good. By us, it's like, oh, I heard this shear on seeing the good. And now, you know, I want to see the good in everything and everybody. And then you see the bad in yourself when you don't see the good in everybody in that one second. It takes time. You have to see the good in yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. and something that you diligently and persistently work on. Okay. So with that in mind, Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to learn purity of speech. We're blessed to start because all Lush and Hara, let's remember, all speaking bad about somebody begins with thinking bad about somebody. You're not going to say something bad about somebody if you didn't think bad about somebody. So first you think bad, and you're like, oh, I can't stand that guy, that guy's this. And in your mind you lock him in, or you lock her in, that she is this and this and this. And then when the conversation comes around, or when you're in a bad mood, or something's bothering you, and you want to get back at the person, or you want to, that person does something, or something happens, so then right away you're like, oh, that person is blah, 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 nailed, done. So it all begins with your seeing and experiencing uh, the bad about a person. Okay, question and comments? 
And then we go to uh, the Halacha, which is page 73, day 26. Okay. Anyone want to comment? Anyone who, anybody want to ask? I mean, these are things we talk about every day. But, uh, okay. So let's begin with the Halacha. Says the, says the, that's Yaakov. Hi, Yaakov. Hi, Yaakov. How are you? Okay. Thank you. It's very good to see your picture on your father's phone. You're a cutie pie over there. I don't know if you know which picture I'm talking about, but you're like missing a tooth. You look great. You look amazing. Okay. Let us begin. Let us begin. Says the, says the Chavetz Chaim. You are not allowed to talk Lashon Hara, even if you would say it in the presence of the person about whom you are talking. Big, big, big common mistake that people make. Oh, well, if he were here, I would say it right in front of him also. So why can't I say it in front of him? Why can't I say it not in front of him? Big mistake. For example, you often tell your brother, right? You tell your brother, you are so stingy. And he doesn't mind. Nevertheless, right? I tell to my brother's face that you are stingy. Nevertheless, you are not allowed to tell your friend, you know, my brother is so stingy. At a stucca party, he donated less than a dollar. Although your brother might not mind when you tell him that he is stingy, he would nevertheless be hurt if you would tell it to others. So the mistake of saying, oh, I would say it right in front of the person himself is not an excuse. It's not an excuse to say it in front of somebody else because could be you could say to somebody, you know what, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, you, got, you got a big ego. You got to work on being more humble. Great. He might be able to handle that from you. But when you say it to someone else, that could be embarrassing for him. In the event that you would relay the negative comment in front of the person, not only are you speaking Lashon Hara, but you are embarrassing the person. It's something we're going to speak about in Mesil Sisharim probably in a while, probably in a few months. Basically, it comes into abusing your friend. It's one of the, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the first things that happens that the Mesil Sisharim says that happens in social gatherings. Social gatherings, people are very quick to, especially, right, when you're a teenager and you're trying to, you know, assert yourself as one of the, you know, as a popular person, as someone who's got, you know, uh, a strong ego, right? So many times people will embarrass somebody, especially when it comes in the, in the expense of, oh, I'm just joking, just joking, just joking, which is not something that anywhere, as it said, that you're not allowed to, you're, 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 there's never an excuse to say something to someone and say, oh, I'm just joking. But when you hurt someone to their face, you are, you are over an Isra of verbally abusing somebody besides the Lashon Hara. Yes, Yoni. What about saying something positive? That's fine. Yeah, why not? Other people could be like, no, I don't think so. Right, okay. So, so again, very good, Yoni. Again, you always have to know your crowd. Yoni's saying even if you're going to say something positive about someone, you have to be very careful with the crowd because someone might disagree and say, no, that's not true. You have to be very careful how you talk. Correct. If your crowd is a crowd that you know everyone's fine, then you could say it. But if it's a crowd that you're not sure, you know someone, they have some things they don't get along, whatever it is, then you have to be very careful. Yes, El Yaakov. 
Right. So that's a great question. Um, it depends what setting that is, and I, I, you know, I don't know if I'd want to be that. You know, I don't know if I'd want to be that guy. Right. Still might. Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. No, about yourself, you're not allowed to. Right. Right. So I guess if he's saying, well, I, the case that I'm thinking that Eliakim is saying is that this comes up in in purity of speech, talking about somebody's past. Right? You're not allowed to talk about somebody's past. Sometimes a person thinks, oh, it's such a compliment. This guy, you should have met this guy when he was 18 years old. He was, oh my gosh, he was an obnoxious, you know, uh, egomaniac, lazy, slept all day, blah, 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 blah. That's lush and hurry. That's lush and hurry. You are not allowed to say, you've got to see him today. He's all serious and he changed his way. You still are not allowed to say that. Now, if you, this is why I'm thinking of El Yachim's question. If the guy, if the person gives permission that you can maybe say that so people can learn from him, they can inspire from him, that could be. But it's a good point. It's a good point. The bottom line is, everyone knows this, the bottom line is the reason we learn this every day is because we want to learn to become more sensitive of our speech. Your speech, right? You've heard this from me before. Your body, halavai, would be as unlazy as your speech. And halavai, your speech, would be as lazy as your body. It doesn't work that way. Our bodies are very lazy, and our speech, right, run, run, run. I wish my speech could be lazy and wouldn't just run out of my mouth, and my body would be able to run out of wherever it's got to run to. But the, but the nature of a person's mouth and lips is that we just say things. We say things. Yes. Zalman. Right, right. So, if he, right, right. So, so again, it would depend on the situation. Depend on the situation. If a person's doing it only to benefit, only to help, but I can't go ahead on someone else's expense and say, ah, see that guy over there, especially Baruch Hashem in our yeshiva, where we have tremendous guys who. Who have been through a lot and worked on themselves. I can't just pick a guy and say, Oh, see this guy over there? You should have seen him three years ago. He was doing nothing all day, you know, doing blah, blah, blah. Look how big of a tadik. Even though everybody would be like, Wow, that's amazing. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, beautiful. Um, one more thing. Um, your negative speech did not cause harm. Even if your negative speech will not cause harm. You know what's incredible about this, everybody? This, this is what's so inspiring to me. Hashem wants us to have an amazing life. Hashem wants us to have a life where we're just looking at the positive. We're seeing all the beauty. We're seeing all the beauty. You know, I thought about this, I think it was um, last night or early in the morning. I don't remember when I had this thought. I'll just share it with everybody. Um, so we were at the Levaya yesterday of David Brescher's father. It was a very inspiring Levaya to say the least. And there was someone... Um, over there who needed a pen he needed a paper so he asked someone for a pen and then he says do you have a paper so I pulled out my I have a few notebooks that I carry around so I was like right away I, I pulled out a paper and I took out the paper and I gave it to him right these are just to show you these are the thoughts that run that can run through that run through my head I'll talk about that run through my head at uh, 3 in the morning at 5 I don't remember when it was but I was like I don't know if I was uh, dreaming about this or whatever it is. And I was thinking to myself, just to say how the ego works. I was thinking to myself, 
you know, I gave him the paper. I'm such a tzaddik. I ripped off my paper even before he asked me for it. I was like all excited to do a chesed. And all he did for me was took the paper. And I was like, you know, next time I would maybe take the paper back and say, you know, he's rude. I'm sitting there going in my head like, he was rude. Why couldn't he just say thank you? I was being so nice. And I said, okay, calm down. Calm down, you gave him a piece of paper. And then I said to myself, ready for this one? I said to myself, oh, big talker. I said, why did Hashem do that to you? I said, what did we speak about yesterday? The whole shir yesterday was about gratitude and being thankful for everything. I said, let me ask you a question, big talker, Fisher. Every time Hashem gives you something, you say thank you? Or there are times where you also don't say thank you? And I was like, wow. So maybe the whole reason that that episode happened was to prove to myself and to, to show myself, you know what? There's sometimes where you don't say thank you also. And that was just for a lousy piece of paper. What about your life? What about everything that you have? So the reason I'm saying that is because, is because it's so important. Forget about the lesson of when you see someone do something, it means that you have that inside of you. That's a classic thing to know for the rest of your life. It's painful to hear it because, because it's painful to hear it. I'll explain why it's painful to hear it. But it's painful to hear this fact. This is a fact. This is not a Meyer. This is not subjective. This is objective. This is MS. This is the truth of, of a truth. When you see something negative in somebody else, it means the reason you're able to see the negativity, the reason you're able to see the negativity, the reason Hashem shows you the negativity is why? It's because you have that inside of you. Now, now, the reason we don't want to hear that is because that means that every time I see something there, that means when you really hate someone, when you really see someone, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't stand that guy. That guy is, is, is the farthest thing that I would want to be. I can't process the fact that that might be me. You know why? Because if I process the fact that that might be me, then that means I got some really crazy stuff going inside of me. That means I really got a lot of work to do. That means like, ugh, that's not good. So we don't want to believe that that's true. But it's as true as it can be. Now, if someone wants to challenge me, it's not a time to challenge me. You say, oh, but I, I, if that means if I see this, right, this guy who's crazy and he's mentally crazy and he's jumping around, blah, blah, blah. so that means I'm mentally crazy? Okay, I'm not, we're not going into that question right now, but that's, but, but, but it's the truth of the truth. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, two points uh, about challenges. I think that, like Rabbi said, it's not for us to bring out another person's challenge. But it is for us to understand without judging that the whole purpose of the challenge is to share and give it on and <coughs> pay it forward. And I think that's one 100%. of the biggest problems we have that we miss that. 100%. You know, we take it as a personal thing, but it could, I, I, have, I have a million stories of things that you realize later on as a father, um, as a rabbi, whatever it is, that you're like, ah, I had a struggle with a girl. Because later on my kid will have it and I can give it. Right, right. And the second you understand it, also the challenge, you're not embarrassed to give it over. Right. And, I, and, and to add on what Rebbe was saying, I'll say the Hilton Sashimah, there was a guy that uh, in his young ages, he, he robbed the jewelry store and he came down to Israel. A long story, but bottom line is he got married to Er And for me, it was simple in my outlook of life. I was like, 
it's this is a great story. You gotta go around yeshivas. Like I look at you as beautiful because I'm a physicist. <coughs> but in his mind, he's like, I don't want you telling people right. I'm right. a thief. And that's what Rebbe was saying. Beautiful. Um, and to talk about the awareness that Rebbe mentioned yesterday with the paper, I think the the, the power of this yeshiva, the power of the shir, is that besides Lashanara, in general in life, the more you sit with a group of people and strip down the shekher, you become aware. So I aspire this thing that happened to me around three days ago. I was by my house and I'm recently I'm into chucking things from a far distance and yelling Jordan, regardless if I get it in or not. But I, so I chucked a piece of gum next to my house towards the garbage and it fell on the floor. And I, and I was like, okay, it's next to the garbage, it's in the proximity. But the sheer, and I mean this, that's what I thought about. I'm like, one second, a guy could walk and it goes on his shoe. So I picked it up and I chucked it again. I'm like, I'll stick it to the garbage. I'm not in the mood to pick. But this whole awareness, people tell, people ask, rather they ask me, like, how do we change? And the first key is to become aware. How do you become aware? Around good friends, around good rabbis. So the more you sit here, and I've been sitting here for a while, it has nothing to do just with question are you. I'm aware of your wife, I'm aware of everything else. Okay, beautiful. Oh, well said. Beautiful. Okay. Even if you so let's continue in, in uh in the halachas, thank you, Rabbi see beautiful. Even if your negative speech will not ca- cause harm, humiliation, shame, or financial loss, you're still not allowed to say it. Unbelievable. Listen to this. You tell your friend, why do you shop in that grocery? Why do you shop in that store? The prices are so high. They're so overpriced. Even if your friend continues to shop there and the owner never finds out that you spoke against him, your comment still falls under the category of Lush and Hara. Unbelievable. You hear that? Okay, next. You tell your mother about your brother. Ya- Yaakov is so inconsiderate. He never helps his wife with his children. Even if your mother does not believe the information, your statements still fall under the category of Lush and Hara. will talk about right, believing Lush and Hara. But the point is, is that it's the power of not saying something negative. And the way that begins, and I'm going to say this very clearly again, it's very challenging. The way that begins is when you learn to see the positive. When you learn to see and work on the positive. And if that means, you could speak to many guys in the yeshiva here, if that means every day writing down positive things, of your life, gratitude, gratitude, being thankful, making a list, getting a notebook, and writing down the positive things, as we've said many times. The reason a person wakes up in the morning and the first words that come out of his mouth are modeh, thank you, Hashem. Those are the first things that come out of your mouth when you're still lying on your bed, is thank you. Is why? Because I'm recognizing all the wonderful gifts that I have. And when a person realizes that everything that he has, everything that he has is, is, is a gift from Hashem. And the fact that you're alive, the fact that you are able to speak, the fact that you're able to see, the fact that you're able to hear, 
The fact that you're able to have emotions, to actually be upset about something, that's also something positive. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. Question, comments, and then we'll wrap up. And we'll start a little Ms. Silsi Sharm. Question, comments? Yes, Yoni. Can I say another place is cheaper? Is shopping and... Yeah, that probably would be better than saying that that place is overpriced. It's buying something for... Right. Well, he's saying even if the guy's going to continue shopping there. That, that, that's the that's the halacha. Even if you know the guy's gonna right, the guy loves that store. I love that. I love that. You know that restaurant, and it's so high priced. So even if you even if you know the guys, I'm going there anyway. I'll spend the extra. I'll spend okay. Uh, the hotel, whatever it is, I'll spend whatever it is, or a suit, a suit. Okay, I'll go to the suit store. I'm gonna spend. I love that suit store. They know me there. They're going to take care of me there. That's my place. You say, you can, even if you're going to, even if they say, oh gosh, the prices are so high, you can go to another place and get it cheaper. You're still, and I'm going to keep on going there. You're still not allowed to say it. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yes. What? No, no, for sure. It doesn't matter. The point is, it doesn't matter. The point is, even if you're going to stay there, you still can't say that it's overpriced. Because that's negative. You're saying you're talking negative about the store. That's the Kiddush. The Kiddush is, it's not going to affect the guy's business. The owner's never going to know. The guy who's shopping there is not going to change. Still, but it's negative. Right. Then for sure you're not allowed to. Then for sure you're not allowed to. Oh, you're saying because you're helping him. Oh, that's different. That's different. If you're helping him, that's different. That's different. The Toelis is different. And you have to say it in a... You have to, there are many rules in, in when you're allowed to say something like that. We'll talk about that. Okay, good. A few questions. Yes. El Yakum, Ben, go. Can you tell your friend that like, this store is a lot cheaper than that store? Again, you could say this store is a, there are great prices in this store. I would be careful comparing. I'd be careful comparing. You could say there's a great deal in this store I know well, over so here. Your friend's going to the more expensive store. Are you able to tell Right, so that so good question, Yalcom. You have to, you have to, you have to, um, you have to. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? You have to fulfill all the conditions of um, Toelis, which we'll talk about. You can't have it. Can't be because you're angry. You can't exaggerate. There can't be other way. You know, you got to be very careful to to guide him without hurting the other store. Great question. Yes, Ben. It's amazing how there's a lot of. Right. Right. Exactly. Correct. Right. It's amazing. Meaning, you see that the Torah, that Hashem, right? The Torah is Hashem. You see that Hashem wants to help us just be so loving and have love within ourselves. It's not so much what I say outside, right? Mitzora is motzi ra. It takes out the bad that I have inside of me. So it means I have bad inside of me. The Torah wants you to be just focused on all the good. Yes, Rabbi Yehuda. Yes, so, uh, so, uh, there's no uh, spurring in service and I switched over like a different one and um, uh, not, not phone service, like stop, some other service. 
telling me how you start the process that he's going to be using that <coughs> service. Right. So in my mind, so, so I started to like explain, you know, why maybe he shouldn't use that service. Started telling him all this stuff. Right. So I'm totally just letting it all out. Right. And I was like, whoa, like, like I'm totally doing this because of my like uncomfortability with my experiences there. Right. You're getting because, them back. Because I'm upset at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Revenge. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's a service, whatever service it is, right? I told that story with my daughter. She gave me permission to say the story where there were, there were two yogurts that we liked, me and my daughter. So we went to get, you know, so she got them in the house and we liked them, whatever it is. Then she bought, then she bought another brand. Then, no, no, my wife bought another brand. And as I'm opening it up, my daughter like looks at me and says, Oh gosh, Tati, that's terrible. You know, like, like, you know, we were, and then she looks at me, she look, you know, because she saw my face. She's like, Ashnara, you know, like talking about the. I can't even say the yogurt's not so good. And then like, the answer was it could be not. And then we spoke it out. We spoke it out, and it ended up like like Yehuda, like you're saying. It ended up that she bought some of those, and she came back home. She spent the money to buy the yogurts, whatever it was, and she was upset. So when I'm, yeah, like, oh, don't eat that yogurt. I don't eat that, okay, that's, that's a insignificant little small thing, what's the big deal, it's a few shekel. But it just goes to show the sensitivity, and it just goes to show how sensitive we are. How sensitive we are. You can't even say that's not about the rocks in there, it's just. Correct, right, 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 correct, yes. Yes, from so, Erebus. Uh, I one time bought a brandy here in Israel. I'm not going to say the name. Okay. And on the, on the brandy, yeah. part of their, their tagline for advertising was Israel's most expensive brandy. So I'm not sure if it was a mistake in, the, in their advertising, but I'm saying, let's say a company's tagline is it's expensive, but it's worth it. Right? Do you, are you allowed to tell somebody? But it's expensive, right? Yeah, yeah. They're telling themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they themselves are trying. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Why are you still allowed? And why are you shopping so expensive? Right, right. I hear. I hear. It's an interesting advertisement. Yeah, I know. Right. It was a mistake. They didn't ask it. Expensive, probably. Right, right, right. 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 Okay, yeah. Okay, Hashem should help all of us. We should be zocha to see the good, to live the good, to, to only speak good, to hear good. It's by the days. is every day, right? We want to know what our life is. Our life is today. Today you are living your life. This is the day of your life. So live it the way you want to live it. Don't wait until your life is happening because your life is happening. So Hashem will help each and every one of us not to speak Lashnara, not to hear any Lashnara, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, let's begin um, with, the, um, with, a, with a part in, in the Mesil Sharem. We're in the middle of Parak Aleph, and uh, we're just going to focus on this for the next few minutes. Says the Mesil Sharem, Vesira, right? Says the Mesil Sharem, the MS. We're actually up to this in the night, Mesil Sharm as well. Uh, so we have a little bit of an overlap. It'll probably last just for today. 
right? Vesira, Be'emes, right? What, what page is that? That's the page we're on at night. Be'emes, Shekvar, Lo Yuchal Shum Baal Seichel HaHamid, Shetachos Piyas Adam. Oh, I love this. I love this. Says to Masil Zisharim, if you had any doubts that this world was where it was at, and there's nothing doing in the next world, he says, you're making a big mistake. He says, oh, I love doing this. This is one of my favorite. Let's, let's begin. When is a person, random, and for those who are a little bit older, don't get offended. When are you considered over, David, when is a person considered over the hill? Give me an age. <laughs> when is a person considered over the hill? 50 or so. 50. I'll give 50. Somebody else? Over the hill. Over the hill. All right. You basically, you're already, you're a grandfather. You're already this. You sort of finished. Your, it doesn't mean you're dying. It doesn't mean you're dead. It just means you finished your main... 25. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what over there. I'm going yeah. higher. I'm higher. 60. I'm going with okay. 60. 50, 60. Usually you're 40. Who said 40? 40, 45. Let's even say 50. We'll say 50. What does that mean, 50? It means, all right, what are you doing? You're not going to medical school at 50. You're not going to become a lawyer at 50. You're not changing your career at 50 unless a big midlife crisis, right? Okay. When does a person begin having the knowledge that life actually means anything. 18. Yeah, hopefully 18. 25? Okay, about 20, let's say. About 20. So you have 20 from 20 till 50. Oh, very good. Oh, nice. Right. I'm said it depends when you come here. It's true, it's true. So when you're in elementary school, when you're in high school, when you're in high school, so you don't really have your das. You're not making decisions. You're not making decisions. You're not aware. You're not living your life. You're just going through the motions. And then when a person already reaches a, a certain point in his life, it's like, okay, of course, of course, a person can, can grow when he's 50, 60, 70, 80. But when does a person say, okay, he, this is the crux of my life for me to work hard I mean, how much time does a person have already? And then you include in that all the sleeping that a person does. You include in that all the eating. You include in that all the going to the bathroom. You do it if you break it down per day. There's not so much time that a person has. And the weekends. And the weekends. So says the A person says, oh, I have so much time. And that's assuming, by the way, that's assuming that a person's going to live till 80, 90. A person has no idea how long he's going to live. A person doesn't know when his end is going to be. And what's life about already? What's life about? So says the Mesil's Yisharim. He says, He says this. Shmonim shana. Shivim shana. 70 years. Hopefully 80 years based on the Pasuk of He says, And what do you have to do? You have to work hard. There's pain. There's challenges. There's chaloim. There are people who get sick. There's machovim. And then what happens? After all of that, a person dies? So what's it all about? There must be a bigger picture. You can't tell me that I was put in this world for hopefully 30, 40 strong years. 
It's not even 30, 40 strong years. So it means that everybody, and I want to say this very clearly, it means that everybody here in Yeshiva has a window, has a window of how long to change your life and to make your life the way you want to make your life. By the time you get to be 25, 26, 27, 28, you better be married. You better be married. You better be married to a great girl. You better not be speaking Lashon Hara. You better not be speaking Lashon Hara at your dining room table. So how are you going to get there? How is a person going to get there? And what's the purpose of life? And then what? And then you have your kids. What are you trying to do? Says the Mesil Zisharim, when are you going to grab your head and realize what life is truly about? And that it's not about just what we think life is about. It's about something bigger. And he says, even if a person, he says, Everybody is chasing peace of mind and full-fledged enjoyment. How many people has somebody met who's had that? And somebody who's had that, what has he done to get to that? How many people have pure peace of mind and enjoyment of every day? And what do you have to do to get there? It's very difficult to get there. And the only way to get there is by what? Is by hard work, is by getting up early, is by focusing, is by not giving in to your desires, as I've said many, many, many times, is that I've never, ever, ever met somebody who is giving in to his desires. Never in my life have I met somebody. And giving in to your desires means that you're lazy. It means that you get angry. It obviously means you give in to your physical desires for things. I've never met a person who's consistently and gives in to his desires who is somebody who has peace of mind and who is happy. It's the exact opposite. The happy people are the people who are working hard. The happy people are the people who are working for a bigger purpose. They're people who are thinking about life in a big picture of saying, what is my life truly about? What is Olam Haba, my connection to Hashem? Question, comments, please. Yes, Yehuda is actually going to make a bracha. Well, so first of all, Yehuda, you are first of all, Yehuda, you are doing that. How many years, how many, you have a pen? Guys, he has a pen in his hand and a Mesil Zusharim in front of him for his fifth year in a row doing that. And he wants to know how he's doing that. You've been in this year for five, this is your fifth year being in this year. Why? Why you come back? The same reason that I'm in this year for five years. Longer than five years, but I'm saying here. Why? Because this is how you get it. Like Rav was saying before. You got to talk about these things. You got to learn the Mesil Zisharim. You got to learn the Musar Svarim. It doesn't have to be Mesil Zisharim. But it could be, it's, it's got to be a safer that keeps you. It's got to be, it's got to be friends. Kenei Lecha Chavar, Yehuda. Kenei Lecha Chavar means, Rashi says, buy yourself a book. 
Svarim. Svarim that you connect to, that reminds you what life is about. Can I tell you why? I'll tell you why. Because there's a big battle. And that battle is, is that without the books, and without the Svarim, and without this Shir, and without us talking about it, the world is teaching you the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Make sure you make all the money that you can. Make sure that you have status. Make sure that people look at you a certain way. Make sure that you are this in the eyes, in the eyes of, of everybody. As opposed to a person thinking, right? I had a conversation with, with a holy Jew last night. I'm not going to say his name because he'll be very angry if I say his name. And I was inspired. I'm going I'm I'm to be honest. And I learned with... Uh, with uh, Benny, I'll mention his name. Benny's, uh, sorry, Benny's going to be upset on the end. I'll mention Benny. We were learning, we go through a little bit, we try and do a little Lakute Tfilas, and, and, and we set a line. And I tried to do it last night when I was, when I was in, in, in bed. I tried to do it a little bit, to, to have a really deep conversation with Hashem. I was inspired by this other person as well. I'm not going to mention his name. And I, and, I, and I had like a, a two-minute conversation with Hashem that was so deep, that was so, that was so connecting, and I felt like, like I want to do this more and more. The more you get in touch with yourself, the more you want to get in touch with yourself. The more you get in touch with Hashem, the more you want to get in touch with Hashem. The more you dig deep into who you are and what life is about, the more you want to dig deep and, and understand and try and figure out what life is about. And the world, and I'm going to say this over and over and over and over again, the world outside is relentless. The world outside is relentless. You got to get up in the morning. You got to go to work. Nobody could care less. Nobody could care less to, have, to start off your day with 45 minutes talking about sanity, talking about Hashem, talking about what, what life is about. So to answer your question, Yehuda, you got to keep on doing it. Keep on learning the Piazetsna. got to keep on learning the Balatanya, the Lakute Maran, the Nefesh HaChayim, Torah Sabayis, all the Svarim, all the holy books. And if a person needs to, to, de- to delve inside of his self-help to figure out what it is he's, he's dealing with. There are many, many books that people can read, right? Speak to Gabi. Gabi, how many books? 50 books. Gabi read 50 books. 50 books. Speak to Gabi. There are many, many books that a person can read to help himself. But you got to keep yourself focused. And don't wait until your second year. Don't wait until your third year. Don't wait until your fourth year. The, the faster you get on to your life and what life is about, the happier you'll be and the, the, the more chances you'll be able to get to where you want to get to. Yes, Yoni. It's interesting because every other desire you want, the more you do it, the more you don't want to do it. Correct. Say that again. You hear this from Yoni. And Yoni lives like this. Say it again. Go, say it. It's interesting that every other desire... Every other desire... The more you do it, the more you don't want to do it. As opposed to when it comes to yeah? Torah, connecting to Hashem, connecting to yourself in a deeper way, you get it gets deeper. The Gemara says, the Gemara says that. Chazal say that a that a 
Aver, a person has an aver, he says, the more a person feeds it, right? The more, the more he's thirsty, the more he's unsatisfied. The more you give in to your desires, the less satisfied you are. The less you give in to your desires, the more satisfied you are. How, how ironic it is that we're in a generation of lack of satisfaction. Why? Because we're in a generation of a lot, a lot of desires that we're able to fulfill. <coughs> Beautiful, Yoni. Yes, Rabbi Arabi. Uh, if a person's motivation is that he's terrified, you know, or how sad it would be to wake up 10 years later and want, be wanting the same exact things that he wanted 10 years ago, right. is that a negative way or is that a good way? It's beautiful. I, I, like, I like what you're saying, and I'm going to end off with that, Rabbi Erblach. I've said this, uh, I said this to someone yesterday, and I'll say it to everyone publicly, because I haven't said this in a long time, or at least since uh, last year. And I'm going to end off with this. I have good news and I have bad news for everybody. Good news and bad news, and I'll always start, you always start with the bad news, right? Here's the bad news. The bad news is you're not going to have, you're not going to have a good marriage. You're not going to have a good relationship with your children. You're not going to be happy at work. You're going to be miserable. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. Right? That's the bad news. If a person does not make changes and he just goes with the flow, right? Dead fish go with the flow. You want to go with the flow, you'll end up not having a good marriage. You'll end up not being a good father. You'll end up not being happy. You'll end up not having a connection to Torah, to Hashem. And then after that, you're dead. Okay, good luck in that one. That's number one. That's the bad news. The good news is, the good news is, we're here now. You're young. You're 18, 19, 20, 21. However old you are, you're young enough that if you begin to make, as Avram Yitzhak was saying, Baruch Hashem, you're in a yeshiva where we talk about this. Baruch Hashem, you're in a yeshiva where our goal, I could just say, your goal, our goal, is to halavai. People have asked me, oh, so where do you want to see the guys? I just want one thing. Be a good husband. Let's start with that. Be a good person. Be a good father. Which really is second to being a good husband. Be a good husband. Be a good person. That's hard enough. And that begins right now. Because that's the good news. The good news is if you work on yourself now when you're 21, when you're 22, when you're 18, 19, then God willing, like Rabbi Erblich was saying, when you become 30 years old, it doesn't just like you show up at 30. You don't show up at 30. You have suitcases. You have a lot of bags that you're bringing with you. And if those bags... As I've said many times when it comes to getting married, right? You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for when you get married. Your life gives you whatever you give it. If you don't put into life, life will give you nothing. And if you're waiting for life to give you something, all I can tell you is keep on waiting. Because life will not give you, yeah, wife also. It's the same with your wife as well. Very good. Good Freudian slip over there. The same with your wife, God willing. Take notes for your wife as well. And those who are married, you know it. You give 
You pay for it. I don't mean a credit card. You wish it's going to be that easy to just pull out a credit card and to, and to make a great relationship. That's not what it's about. It's about sweat. It's about tears. It's about the grind. I'm sorry I always mention Rabbi Ackerman. He's, uh, he's still, he still comes back. You don't become anything great. You don't become anything half normal without putting in hard work. And if you're going to go with the flow, good luck. Sayonara. That's all I could say to you. If you're going to go with the flow, right? Don't worry about following the crowd because the crowd is lost. The crowd is lost. Figure out what your goals are. Get to work. And this is the place for a person to get to work. Hashem should help all of us. Thank you, Rabbi Erblich, for inspiring that question. Hashem should help all of us. Sof Masa Tehila. It all begins now. It all begins now to say, how can I change? And if you don't know what to do, okay. So accept that and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. As Rabbi Tzvi was saying before, you could ask friends, you could ask Rebbeim, and you could say, what am I supposed to do? Where do I begin? Where do I begin? And if you have challenges with your tithes that we all have, if you have problems with your tithes like all of us have, I'm guaranteeing you, get to work, figure it out, figure out what your problem is, and take it slow, one step at a time. You will get there. There are many guys in yeshiva, many, many guys in yeshiva who have, who have been there, done that, who have gone through many, many things that you can ask, you can ask advice, you could talk to. And we'll end off with, it's not about your past, don't worry about your past. Your past can bring a person down very strongly, thinking about your Averis, which is your Avar. What a person wants to do is dream for your future. Dream about what you want to do in life, what you want to be in life, what you want your life to be like. And then you'll be living, you'll be living a different life. You'll be living your dream. You can live your dream. But first you got to dream. First you got to dream. First you got to dream and then you got to figure out how am I going to live that dream. But if you have no dreams of what you want to live like, then how could you live your dream? You want to live, you got you to first establish what it is, what you want. And then you can live that. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha. It's Monday. Guys, it's Monday. It's still early in the week. Get to work. Everyone can have a great Monday. Be'ezus Hashem. Have a great, fulfilled day. And through that will be Zoha. That what? Yes, correct. Sonic is very soon. Have a wonderful day. And remember, today is the first day and only day that you have for greatness. Have a great day, everybody.